Welcome back to episode two. Speak with plants. Ooh, yeah. Ballista yeah. bolt, Haley. Really? Wow. Ballista bolt through the shoulder. Yeah. Very close to heart. That's the last thing I expected. Was a, a hot bolt, hot missile coming in. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a tubalistic terror. Only just a few decades into retirement, too. <laughs> <laughs> She's only five years into retirement. <laughs> She's only three years into retirement. Mm. <laughs> Used to be an adventure. Took a took took a bullet shoulder. Oh, shoulder. Yeah. Yes. I feel like if you took a ballista bolt pretty much anywhere, that's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Like, that yeah. used to be yeah, it's not gone. good. No. It's really bad. Uh, it doesn't help that I'm pretty sure it's on the same side that her uh, leg is missing as well. So really Ooh. just having a rough go at it here. Wait, she's been missing a leg? Yeah, but that's like, it's been that way for a long time. She's got a she's got a prosthetic. Oh. Mm. Well, her character artwork is only from the shoulder up, so we don't see the missing leg. That is true. That is true. Yeah, you don't see that. She don't see the shoulder wound either. That is true. She has two shoulders in the character art. This must be pre-bolt. Pre-bolt, yes. We got to see what you guys do to see what happens to her shoulder. Oh, my God. Well, has the the Market Festival been what uh, your characters are maybe looking for? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hector definitely got some enjoyment out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. talking to a lot of the, the main players around town not saying he's making any headway but <laughs> you know yeah manifesting that's what he's doing rox has been having a great time hanging out with some good friends sipping on sunshine as they say sipping yeah. on sunshine. <laughs> sunshine we're all walking on sunshine today yeah. <laughs> sipping on sunshine listening to some council intrigue yeah oh yeah tonight when i'm deep into my cups I want to listen to the new single by Beartooth that is called Sunshine. Mm. Apropos. Seems appropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's a banger. So, um, what do you guys think about the town as a whole? It's not very big. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Poorly run. Yeah. They Defeatist see, attitude. Mean, for sure. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can just be like, uh, this is fine. You know, they'll just come in, destroy everything. Fine, we'll rebuild it. Whatever. It's all good. Nothing nothing to worry about. Don't know why you'd be concerned. Right. It's like Rock's kind of made like a sideways version of this analogy, but like it's that like if you wake up every day, I don't even I think this is just something my dad said. He's just trying to break me out of bad habits. But <laughs> he would always say, like, if you wake up every day and get out of bed and fall into a hole, like how long does it take for you to get up on the other side of bed or whatever, like correct that mistake or figure out what's what's going on there. Yeah. And it's just like, it's the same situation with these guys. Like what you got to figure out a way to not get like fucked by Malthoon every couple months. Mm-hmm. Like, do you move? Do you build walls? I don't know. Do you, do you enact any sort of government? They've got a very laissez-faire attitude towards any aspect of like society, basically. Yes. <laughs> And uh, it, it's starting to show. This is starting to show. Yep. Yes. Uh, excited about all the characters you met? Like, as far as, like, all of your characters? I'm excited. You guys have brought awesome characters into this. Oh, yeah. I'm thrilled. I think that the people of Fendar are surprisingly receptive to um, three Leshies and a Goran walking around town, which is nice. But, yeah. No. It, this should be this should be fun. Already getting into the weeds of uh, ah, how to how to it. navigate the bar, you know, like day to day stuff that plants can't do. 
Yeah, I think it's cool as well uh, with the characters that you brought as well as um, in general, Vandar is not a like, that's why a lot of people were throwing away those papers of the like propaganda. Like they don't, they got, they don't really have a lot of judgments. Like they're not, mm -hmm. they're like, as long as you're not bothering us, you're not trying to rule us. We, we have, they have a little issues with Hector, but you know, as long as they're, you know, you're there, you're, you're there for like a generally good attitude. You're there to, you know, support the town. They're not exactly not welcoming to people. It's just like, cool. You're here. That's great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. That's why they have the market festival. And it's like a lot of people just having a great time as well. Except when someone brings a siege engine in. Yeah. Yeah. That's less fun. Return of the Siege Wizard from prior seasons. I'd love to see it. That's know. exactly what's happening. No big deal. <laughs> Time for Siege Mage. <laughs> uh, Tim, Tim talked to me beforehand. He did want to kill off his character immediately and switch back to an old character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also joining the side of the bad guys. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, That'll be interesting. Tim and I are actually on a team for this. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know Pathfinder was a team sport. Yeah, my character's in every enemy encounter and you can never kill him. He's just always there. <laughs> this throwing be infuriating. Oper operating the ballista, harassing you at every turn. Every encounter, someone just gets nailed by a ballista in the initiative roll. <laughs> and then disappear. And then, yeah, just erased. You can't do anything about it. I'm like 500 feet away. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what the range is, but. Yeah. It's, it's pretty far. Yeah. And uh, as monks advance, they get more and more speed. So I think as as uh, we have those battles that start with Tim's mystery character blasting a ballista from 500 feet away, as soon as combat <laughs> starts, I'm just going to start sprinting out there to try and get him. <laughs> Take off running. That's hilarious. <laughs> An interesting campaign, that would be. It's just a lot of running. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm dumping all of my feats into fleet, <laughs> taking it over and over again. Well, you picked pick the right class for that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All right. Well, would we like to get back into it and see, you know, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Let's find out what happened. Oh, yeah. I mentioned to, to see what's going on. Yes. Let's awesome. do it. All right. Well, last time you guys got to see the beginning of Fandar. You kind of got together. You had a drink for the first time in your life for most of you. Um, and you're actually still having a drink. And after you kind of explored the various areas of town, you did go back to the tap route. And Aubrey got shot by a ballista. And she's on the ground right now with a, a massive hole through her kind of upper uh, chest slash shoulder area. Definitely bleeding out. I shot the cleric. And I need everyone to... <laughs> but I didn't shoot either of the four trees. <laughs> there we go. I need an immediate perception check because we're going to be into combat right now. The first combat of Speak With Plants. Oh, boy. I know. Right. Good one. Exciting times. Oh, I would like to not die on the first combat. That's my goal. Ah. Uh. Natural one, first roll of the campaign. Oh, really? Hmm. That's so sorry, not Chris. good, Chris. 
Dude, Should I got you. The fortitude. I got you beat. Natural two. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely spanked him. Yeah. <laughs> 97. 12. Or for an 18. What did uh, rocks get? Uh, two comes out to a seven total. Seven. All right. What did uh, Pete get? A six. Okay. So you guys are together, at least. Mm-hmm. What about Hector? I got an 18. Okay. And uh, Jack? 12. 12. Okay. And let's roll initiative for Aubryn. And Aubryn actually got a 29. Damn it, Aubryn. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy bleeding out faster. <laughs> All right. So uh, up first is Aubryn, and Aubryn is actively bleeding right now. Shocking to no one. And so she is actually on the ground, incredibly injured, and is bleeding, bleeding three. And she's she's not dying like has the dying condition or is she like just um she is like looks like maybe it took almost all of her health okay but not quite dying but she is bleeding three all right well, that means she could do something and we should probably try and staunch that i would highly recommend that oh because she does not look like she has long for the world so, uh, next in the initiative order is actually this hobgoblin sh- soldier that is outside of the bar. So, looking back at the inn, right? Looking at the inn itself, you guys are seated at, uh, seated at that table uh, next to the window and the massive uh, hearth in the inn. You're also very close to the door. And then if you were to walk into the inn, directly to the right is a set of stairs that go up to the rooms. Uh, there are three other tables around and uh, there's a lot of people in here. In fact, you see some people that got scraped up from literally the wood splinters. And then in the furthest uh, like back right corner is the large bar with Jet who is, you know, dropped down behind the bar and is probably urging people, any other citizens to kind of drop down and go behind the bar. There is a door back there in the furthest right kind of corner and she'd be encouraging anyone to either go through the door or hide behind that bar so that's kind of the setup here it is another kind of not quite l uh room it's like oh and it's not a massive room either realistically so uh this hobgoblin immediately is going to walk up 15 feet directly in front of hector and strike at hector with a long sword and that's a 12 on the die for a 20. That'll hit. So this is going to be a total of six slashing damage. Oh, the longsword cuts through Hector's skin and you just get the, the delicious smell of garlic, onion, and sweet cream butter as it uh, as insides have this, this delicious aroma to them. But not good for Hector. The hobgoblin's mouth starts watering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with his last action, actually just going to raise his uh, shield on up. So that is that hobgoblin's turn. And it is now Hector's turn, actually. Hector would love to go help out 
here, but he is face to face with this hobgoblin. So I think the call might be to try and fight back. Unfortunately, he's also not flanking. Just thinking through my turn here, I think I want to do an acrobatics roll. I need to draw my weapon and attack. So that'll be first action, an acrobatics check, and I'm doing this tumble through maneuver. Okay. Uh, 13 against his reflex DC. Uh, that will not uh, pass. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, man. I still think he wants, so he's not going to be able to tumble through, which means I think he just stops right here. So he'll draw his weapon and then attack without any sneak attack bonus. His weapon, by the way, is a thorn whip. But a natural 19 for a 26. That certainly hits. In fact, that's a crit. Yeah! Oh, (laughs) baby! Oh, man, I wish that had been a sneak attack. But yeah, I'm very happy (laughs) about that. Hector's a thief rogue, so he gets his dex to damage, even though it's a pretty low D4. At least he gets a one on the D4, of course. At least he gets that plus four modifier. Bring it to five. Double that is 10 damage. And damage. All right. And that hobgoblin dies immediately. Jeez. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, you huh. have. Tear its leg off with that. Absolutely. <laughs> you just, uh, I think you just took its arm right off. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah, you, you see the thorn as he draws the, the whip out. The thorns all alongside the whip come out, you know, from, from his sheath. But then you also see on his whole body, he's got some thorns that start to surface as he's like getting in combat mode. And that's my turn. Awesome. Well, now it is another Hobgoblin soldier's turn. He's going to walk in and take a step over, actually, to give room for his buddy to also come in. And he's now directly in front of Jack and is going to try to hit Jack with the longsword as well as they're all kind of wielding the exact same weapons. Natural two on the die for 10. Nope. All right, second action. It's gonna try and attack again. Don't don't think he'll be successful, but he's he's gonna try it. And a 12. So that is that Hobgoblin's turn. Really eventful. <laughs> and the next Hobgoblin, the fantastic Hobgoblin, is gonna come right in and attack at Hector. Don't do me dirty. <laughs> and we're gonna strike at him with another longsword strike. Let's see, oh, a natural baby. one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, out of frustration, once again, going to attack one more time with that longsword, and a natural nineteen. Yeah, um, that's so a, that's yeah. gonna hit. Yeah, and we'll see about damage on this one. That is a total of five slashing damage. All right, not bad. I'm less than half health. Smells really good in here, apparently. It sure does. (laughs) That's uh, the Hobgoblin's turn. It is uh, Jack's turn. Oh, you see just the the fire in Jack's eyes burn past the pumpkin exterior as he looks this one that just attacked him down and, like, with a swiftness you wouldn't believe his gun is in his hand as as it does with his uh, 10 paces, but he moves nowhere and he looks at this one and then he turns to Hector. Heck, you get on back. Make sure Miss Auburn's all right. I don't want you taking another hit this fight. And he levels this like right at the hobgoblin's face. Oh. So you thought you could bring 
one of these monster regiments into this town. Well, good luck, sir. And he fires at it. All right. What we got? Let's see what, you, what we got. I'll tell you what we got. <laughs> That's a 22. Yeah, that uh, that does hit. For three points of damage. Ooh. All right. And the Hobgoblin, you know, takes the shot and kind of does that little, like, kind of ripple back with his body. It stands up still. He's and then he flicks the gun around and he's like, you know what I always love to see when I'm fighting flashies? Love to see the colors bloom in your chest. <laughs> As he raconteur reloads and intimidates him. All right. So I'm going to roll an intimidate to see if I can get and now, him here. Remind me, intimidate's against what? It's going to be against his will DC. Will DC. Okay. That's a 15. Uh, meets beats. Oh, okay. Yes. So he is frightened of Jack now as Jack okay. takes his second <laughs> shot. And that is, uh, you're not, you're not taking an actual second shot or? Oh, I'm taking a second shot. That was Raconteur's reload. Oh, okay. So I can do an intimidate or I can make it a diversion as part of my reload. Gotcha. And that's a 20 to hit. That hits? For another four points of damage. Uh, and that was, uh, exactly enough <laughs> to put that guy down. Oh. All right. I'm fit to be tied. Y'all best take care of Miss Abby. <laughs> and uh, now it is our beloved pine tree's turn. Hell yeah. So five feet away from these creatures, or rather just this one that's left because his companions have killed the other two. Rox looks around the bar startled. I'm sure people are running out, going crazy. Auburn's bleeding out. Ballista from her shoulder, Ballista bolt from her shoulder. And he's just going to exclaim, The avalanche of war has begun! As he moves into mountain stance. (laughs) (laughs) Then is going to take a five-foot step up and then is right next to this creature and begins a flurry of blows. And because I'm in mountain stance, I am doing falling stone attacks, which are bludgeoning and a little bit more damage than just a traditional unarmed strike here. So let's give this first one a go. 15? 15. Let's see. That is going to hit. All right. Max damage, 12 points of damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have annihilated this one. <laughs> so she goes, wow. we got to take a step and just clocks him and he dies. Boy, what is that fist made of? <laughs> Living stone, brother! Stone and wood! I'm seeing the non-lethal trait on this. Is that just incorrect? It's, you can choose to be gotcha, a gotcha, yeah. non-lethal gotcha. trait. Uh, amongst unarmed strikes are always lethal. Awesome. I mean, are always can always be lethal. Yeah, they're, they're, they're lethal, and then you can pick non-lethal with no penalty. Usually you have a penalty for, for trying to hit non-lethal. Cool. Well, I'm not going to take you out of initiative order, because you still have... Auburn on the ground bleeding. So if that's the end of Rox's turn, it's Pete's turn. Sure, yeah. Pete turns around, uh, brows raised at the the side of the hobgoblins, but you guys all quickly <laughs> put them all down. He's got no need yeah. to uh, to do anything there. Not being trained in medicine, I can I could cast stabilize uh, on her. I don't think she's dying yet though. So 
I guess what I will just do is I will delay my turn, and if she falls unconscious, then I'll choose to act and then cast Stabilize. Okay. It's her turn, and she does fall unconscious. Wonderful. I cast Stabilize on her, and, you know, he's, he's casting their runes and everything. On her body, it looks like... You know, it, it doesn't obviously doesn't like heal her up at all, but like it looks like her flesh itself is just healing and clotting up like fast forwarded up. It's like double speed almost. It's all stitching together. Like, Ooh. yeah. Cool. Well, she is unconscious and at zero hit points. And since she's stable, I guess we are out of combat. Great first combat. Realistically, I didn't know how y'all would go. Yeah, we cleaned that up. You did. Could have uh, gone worse, though. <laughs> Don't attack I, my town. <laughs> now, from the broken window, do we, like, hear anything outside at all? About- Absolutely do. In fact, you hear the sound of hooves pounding against the ground, and you hear the sound of many marching feet, and you hear a ton of people starting to scream. Everyone is panicking. People are grabbing things off of shelves. They are grabbing things off of anywhere they can get things. And you hear the sound of breaking windows and you hear the sound of, again, screams and panic. And even the people in here, right, are panicking. This is not a good situation. And you also hear some fire. So there is a lot. And if you were to look outside... I guess anyone who wants to look outside and either make a perception or like a lore warfare. <laughs> either one. I would do a warfare lore. Oh, I've only got a plus two to that roll, but a 19 on the die. That's a Ooh. 21. That nice. warfare lore. That's nice. The 23 perception. 13. Ooh, not helping with the warfare lore. <laughs> That's a, okay. I'm also uh, bleeding gravy all over the place. Yeah. Oh yeah, you need some healing too. Yeah, uh-huh. Rox and Jack uh, are able to kind of take a peek out, and Rox, you quickly look out, and you're like, "This looks like an entire troop somehow. How did they all get here? How did no one see them over the bridge? Right? Like, where was there no warning? But this looks like a lot more than just a small group of like hobgoblins showing up to raid a festival." So to just to speak that back to you to make sure I understand this, this is essentially like we're midway through an invasion, but like skipped the first part of it. Correct. Like the the town is under attack. The town is under siege. But like 30 seconds ago, we were just like casually drinking. Correct. Yep. Hector, what the hell's going on here, man? Come on. Your town's falling apart. It's a whole damn invasion. The avalanche war has begun. <laughs> this is the worst case scenario, Rocks. I, I'm afraid that if we, uh, well, there's no sense in getting into politics now, is there? But if we had some sort of a militia, no, there's no sense whatsoever in politics. Words are attacked, man. How'd this happen? They snuck up on us. What? It, it's it, this is the sunshine shit got in my head. Uh, I was drunk. I, I missed it. <laughs> this is a pivotal moment. What this town needs now is a leader. And Hector, if you can restore order now, they certainly must let you into the council. (laughs) I think we should try, but I'll need your help. I don't think the townspeople think much of me, to be honest. 
Well, they sure think a lot of Miss Abby, so we can bring her back up. And at that, Jet pops up from behind the bar. Y'all can help, right? We we can't handle this. Uh, Auburn, she she can help us. Uh, townsfolks at least get out of here. But I, I don't know what she can do here in in this state. We need someone else who can run around. And Hector, you're trying to be part of the council, anyways. I mean, can you can you run around and start getting getting all the council members together so we can, you know, get everyone out of here? This is a lot of people that are in danger. I, I hear you, Jet. Yes, of course, we'll do all we can. Come on, let's, uh, if, if, uh, Auburn looks stable for now, Jet, if you don't mind taking her back behind the bar, making sure that she doesn't bleed out. If we battle uh, medicine her now, though, she would be up, right? She'd be up and up and about. I could, I could try and battle medicine her, yes. Now, I'm not trying to immediately discount your leadership decision, the very first one you ever made, but, uh, she does do healing, which maybe would be good for all these people that are evacuating. Maybe. Oh, she's a cleric, of course. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll. I'll. Uh, I don't think we have ten minutes, so I got to do battle medicine. Try I'm just a, a little. Now, guard the door. <laughs> it's right. They won't be able to move me. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna lock these trucks down. Yeah. If anyone wants all to right. loot the bodies too, you can do that during this healing. Oh, so we are taking ten minutes. You guys probably have enough time because you have to also get all the people from out back from Jet and probably talk to Jet about a plan. It's it is immediate, right? But it's not like it's not like there are more people that are, are barging into the here. part of the contingent yeah. that was attacking us has attacked us. Right. Yeah. The part that was heading towards the bar came towards the bar. They probably aren't expecting more people to. They're probably expecting this to be an easy win, considering they sent three soldiers and a ballista bolt. Mm-hmm. They probably are okay. thinking you're yeah. probably done. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if Rox and Jack lock down the door and keep an eye out windows and stuff, uh, we got our buddy Hector healing up. Pete, you want to loot these bodies and see what else you can do? Sure. I can't carry much, but I can, you know, we, yeah, we can loot them. Distribute. I do think I made the bodies lootable, but yep, tell I me can see can't. It, yeah. Okay, perfect. Hopefully There's a lot of stuff, realistically. These I'm bodies gonna... have a bunch. Go ahead and roll then. Perfect, yeah. I'm going to do a quick battle medicine first because it's just one action and we probably won't need to, you know, she becomes immune for 24 hours. Yep. That's the downside. Yeah. But I've got a plus four on medicine and I need a 15. Right. So Good. This Good is too. a crap shoot. Yeah. Hey, you got it though. That's oh, what we needed. All right. All right. Yeah. I can Ooh. take the swords at least. That's as much as I, I can carry. the other things. Uh, I just oh. don't have enough uh, carrying capacity. Other people have to. That's fine. I, I got a shit ton yeah. of strength. I can carry this stuff. I just need you to like root through it and like pass yeah, it out yeah. or whatever while potentially we're potentially a couple checks that you might want to do on some of those items. Wait, there's more than hide armor. Yeah. Do you guys not see the backpack? Yeah, there's backpacks. There's I don't see anything in it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, if uh, we were detecting magic, is are there magic in there? Y- yeah, I think so. Oh. Now that I open the the invent- now that I open these uh, slowly as I open them, can you see them? Oh my ah, gosh! There yeah, we now go. I can. Yeah, they all have the same stuff, which is a lot of stuff. You only have to identify from one uh, set, of course. Okay. But yeah. So how much did uh, Hector heal? By the way. I healed uh, with the battle medicine eight points of healing. To uh, fantastic. That's enough to get her around and moving. She's probably going to heal herself while we're sitting here. Um, just enough she, she can be helpful to the group. 
So. All right. And then the regular treat runes I'm going to roll for as well on myself. Okay. Since we have 10 minutes. 17. That's really, really nice. That was basically less than, basically a 50-50 shot. I was going to get that. Yeah. Great. I got both. Nine healing. Okay. Awesome. So there's like, in these backpacks, there's like four different things of unusual liquids, like two scrolls, a whole bunch of other stuff. You just want magical tradition checks for this stuff or? Yeah. uh, Just make some magical tradition checks. Seven. I don't know anything about these (laughs) bad dice rolls. Yeah. Good, Tim. Make all six of your magical tradition checks. (laughs) Fifteen? Fifteen. Yes. For Arcana? Yeah. Yep. Another. Do I keep rolling? Well, actually, uh, I'll just identify a couple of the liquids and we can just get one more roll. Doing occultism is this the same? I am rolling really well. Nice. Okay. And then, um, so you have been able to see both the uh, two scrolls and three of the unusual liquids. The other ones do require crafting tricks. All right. I can do that. Uh, No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't. Oh, no. Yeah, two on the die. Ugh, rough. That's fine. Hey, well, if we swing by our... Them. Yeah, if we grab them and swing by our medicine boy or whatever, he might be able to know what they are. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Orlin, I think, or... or I mean, honestly, if it requires a crafting check, it's probably not magical, so it's probably... Yeah. Meh. So what did, what did we identify of the stuff that was magical? You identified uh, one gecko potion per uh, soldier, and I'll actually demystifies those. Um, if you need. And then you identified actually two potions of expeditious retreat per soldier as well. Yeah. Those are great. Whoa. We can drink those and they last for a long time. Ah. Yeah. So there's a lot of those. And then there's four healing potion miners on two of them. Wow. This is a gold mine yes. of consumables right I now. Mean, take everything because we're getting the fuck out of here yeah yeah yep and then the other things that are in here uh there's an animal bed per each of them uh there's uh 20 bolts and a heavy crossbow uh there are two scrolls and you identified those as well there's a scroll of heal and a scroll of summon animal per soldier um so lots of scrolls and then you have a lot of dried goat's milk or goat's meat and sheep's milk and sheep's cheese so a lot of provisions that you just got as well um, so those backpacks are pretty full. And then there's, again, still four unusual liquids that you guys were not able to identify because they do require a crafting check at four per uh, soldier. Okay, so okay. let's give any townsperson that is fit for fighting the gear, unless any of you wants it, the, the Hobgoblin basic gear, so, like, mm-hmm. the hide armor, the wooden shield, and the long sword. Uh, you can give another person the heavy crossbow and the bolts. I'm not going to use any of that. I assume you guys probably aren't either. Nope. So nope. You would have bought it in the beginning. So that arms six people to defend this place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we if we do a lap and try and find as many people as we can, bring them back here to run into the woods, or get the hell off. You know, we're, there's two bridges into this town. One bridge. I thought there was a bridge on either side. Nope, one bridge. So there's one, one bridge. Out. So these guys came over on the bridge, so we're going to have to fight over the bridge to get out of town. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want to send all these townsfolk to their death to fight over the bridge. Like, we're probably going to have to fight over the bridge. Yeah. So we should send them to a defensible spot 
with all of this gear. If you guys are talking about this at all in character by Aubren, she will say, actually, we have, you know, a kind of like spot that we told everyone that we would meet right in the Fangwood. A muster point, oh. a rally point. I mean, that sounds good, Miss Abby, but again, how you how y'all get into the Fangwood without crossing the bridge? Oh, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to cross the bridge. swimming across? No, we got to cross the bridge. The, the, the river's horrible. Yeah, so we got to have a, a point here that we can defend. And, and this is good This is good as any. If you if y'all go to the second floor and flood the, that staircase with, with tables and chairs and stuff, they ain't going to be able to get up to you. How did they get here over the bridge if people didn't, like, people would see them? I'm guessing people are dead. I'm guessing whoever would have saw him is dead. Is it that yep. many people out there? You're too young for this kind of thing, but th- this is this, there was hobgoblins outside. This is a monster regiment. This ain't just Malthuni people. And I hate to I hate to agree in any way with that propaganda that was getting spread around town, but they're using hobgoblins as a strike force. I fucking knew it. Those greenies. <laughs> they were right. No, he's a. These are clearly hobgoblins, and that was that was about regular green small goblins. Oh, they guess yeah. Okay, then never mind then. The Keep villagers, going. but I mean they're 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 a more elite fighting force. So they either got there through stealth or much worse, yeah. Or they killed the people that would have seen them. They butchered their way through potentially. This is this is definitely planned, and it's the villagers won't know the difference. The hobgoblin, geblin, they're going to blame them. The propaganda is going to work. We have to, you know, we have and, to quell this. Right. It, and it don't matter. It, we just got to get people out of here. But the the issue being they're already across and they're probably, they you know, they struck at the most opportune time to kill the most people. There's four times the people in town right now than there ever are. But what they don't know is that there's more powerful people that come to town during the market festival than are ever in town. And so we got that on our side, whether they believe it or not. We just killed three of them in in six seconds. So my friends and I are going to go around town saving as many fleshes as we can, and we can bring them back here before we all go across the bridge. But we don't want to leave people. There's children outside. We may all have a spot where we can go in the Fangwood, and that's all good. We can all make a run for the Fangwood after we get past the bridge, but we got to get past that bridge. Right. I agree, and I think think we should uh, take the steps, just go on out, and then... Uh, make our way back every time we get uh, someone who perhaps could bolster this position a little bit more. So in and out, in and out. I think that might be a good strategy. The only thing I ask is before you leave, we need some sort of signal in case you are ready for us to start running. Oh, um, all right. Let's think. Uh, While you're thinking about a signal, Pete, as you were looking at the bodies, all three of them had like a a sigil or uh, some sort of designation of a military unit on uh, their uniforms. And it looks like this. Oh, it's, it's a shield. The bottom's kind of jagged. There's three stars on one side, on the left side, one on the other, a red shield with a black stripe down the middle and like a a dagger emblem right on it. Is there a, is there any uh, check we could roll to to identify this? Uh, Warfare, history, if there's any sort of history related, anything. Society, maybe? Yeah, society would be also another good one. All right, so with the lore skill, that DC is five lower. So 
Uh, I got a three total. <laughs> so as long as it's like eight or below. Mm, yeah, you did miss it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll roll a society. You can res- roll a society or the lore where. Oh, okay. You got a 20, got a 20. society. Perfect. With that society check, you actually know that this is, its it looks like the emblem of uh, something that you've kind of only heard about much, and it's just like a mercenary army that was responsible for the Ramgate Massacre two years ago, and they've been like totally gone from the battlefield ever since. It was just like a, a massacre two years ago, and they've been gone, but it was mm-hmm. called the Iron Fang Legion. Oh, my God. Sounds bad. I think Hector will speak up then from behind and and relay this information. I believe this was the group that was responsible for that massacre some years ago. Having sprung up again from nowhere, seems to be their M.O. Uh, This is bad. Well, we have something now that they maybe didn't have that massacre all those years ago. We've survived and we have the element of surprise against them. I thought you were going to say chlorophyll, but yeah, that too. It is likely they didn't expect plants. That will be their downfall. Yeah. <laughs> all right, how are we divvying up these supplies before we keep going? I'm taking all the scrolls. Yeah, you take all the scrolls. Uh, I mean, I'll grab an unusual liquid or two. Oh, okay. I'll, I guess I'll grab another. There's there's stuff on liquid. all the bodies, yeah. so. I'm taking a gecko potion. I'm taking a... Healing potion miner and a potion of expeditious retreat. Yeah, I definitely need to grab one of those expeditious retreats. I gotta be mobile on this battlefield. I think Tim's so, the same. It, it's a little different yeah. too. It, you drink it, it lasts for a minute, and you're fleeing for the minute, so you can only run away. Oh, basically. Well, so well, good to have potentially, but not like not like how a, you think for from one. Probably. That's a good point. I will never run away from battle. Well, I think we might be we might be running away from this fucking bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once once the, the the signal is given and we're running to the Fangwood, yeah. Like, I think we're gonna be we're gonna now. be the last ones out here. Yeah. So. How do you take stuff? You, you just drag it from your sheet, sheet to the other sheet when you have inventory. both of them open. Uh, I've taken three, or just yeah, drag it to your icon too. Yeah. Oh, to your icon. Wait, right. how many healing potions are there? A lot. There's a bunch. There's like four on each body. Yeah. Twelve. So everybody gets three. There's a ton okay. of potions. There's a ton of things. These guys looked very like geared up. Like they had their backpacks on and their short sword ready. They were like, they look ready to camp out for a while. All right. Well, everybody gets three un- unusual liquids then. Wonderful. See, so they each have four on them. They all are different colors. Each of the four, by the way. Oh, oh boy. Okay. okay. So there's uh like. Well, I just grabbed dealer's choice then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what each of you get. And our resident spellcaster boy, grab all the scrolls, man. I did, yep. All grabbed right. them all. Oh, there's, no, I, I clicked on the one in the far left, and there's still a couple so, on So, I mean, I grabbed the scrolls on, but I just incremented the number and added them to one. Ah. Machine, so. Oh. Got him. Oh, okay. Yep. So no yeah. one else touched the scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anything we don't take, we can just keep here, right? Like, we can come back yeah. to it later. Yeah. Uh, Auburn would start uh, distributing weapons to uh, any capable people who are in the back of the bar. Awesome. All right. So what's our, what's our move? I think it would be helpful to know, and we should know this already because we just did this, but like, what's the closest of those, um, boy, I'm just like fumbling at uh, yeah. like, all those locations. Those lo- lo- yeah, those locations that we visited in the, in the last episode. Actually, Orald's Fine Shop is the closest to the tavern. Hey, we um, need a here. healer. Let's go. Great. Which will be perfect. 
I will say, before you guys walk out, Auburn says one last thing, which is, uh, so I'll, I'll wait for your signal with these folks here, and we'll run on your signal. Be careful. These planes are flat. You should have been, a, like, everyone should have seen this army coming. This is, and this sounds like a lot. So just, I don't know what's happening. Be careful and let us know when to run. We're, we'll back you up when we start running. And I will keep these guys safe. We don't we don't have a signal, though. Miss Abby. I, I yeah, what's the signal? I would I assume a, smoke, a whistle. I got a smoke stack, but, uh, or a, a smoke stick, but uh, I think there's plenty of smoke going around these yeah. days. Mid-invasion. Miss Abby, I ain't heard gunfire yet from these invaders. There you go. I'll fire two shots. You know exactly what my boom my bloom stick sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Two shots in quick succession. And that'll be my cue to run. Well, and then and, yeah, then then well. Straight to hold the on, I do fire two shots in combat. Yeah, like, like all the time. No. <laughs> two shots, two shots into the air so they can be heard, not like an enclosed space or whatever. You know, you know, two shots straight up. Now let me let me think on this. <laughs> three shots. You're never gonna fire three shots in close succession. Can none of you do a very loud whistle? We don't even got lips. You literally were whistling, <laughs> weren't you? Oh, that came out of my soul. That came out of my soul. <laughs> and you ain't going to hear that over this. Did the hobgoblins have any war horns? Maybe we could get something off them. I, they're probably blowing the war horns. It's, it's an invasion. Right. <laughs> oh, well, maybe not here's, like poorly. No, here's here's what it is. Pick a, pick a window or whatever on this place, and we'll shoot it and break the window. That'll The, the, the broken window will be the... Uh, <laughs> The signal to flee. <laughs> wait, 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 I know this town. Does the town have a? Does the town have any sort of like, Man. like the temple? Like, does it have like a bell? The temple does have a bell. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll God. shoot the. I'll shoot the bell. You'll hear it. You yeah. All right. And so we are headed to. World shop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, well, let's see how Vane's doing. Yeah. Let's save this. Uh, sorry, excuse for a doctor. <laughs> He's trying his best. Yeah, can't wait to save the one person who kind of probably doesn't even seem like he wants to be saved. Yeah, this guy kind of <laughs> seemed like he just wanted to go down with his shop. And while we're moving through the town, I do want to be stealthing around. Yeah, yeah, but definitely no. stealth. That would make sense. Yeah, I think that would be good for all of you to be. I think attempting to do that or I think we could definitely, the yeah, we could definitely at least follow the leader with that because, like, I know I have a plus seven, and I think. Hector has a plus seven, so we could we could certainly be the ones that like run across the alley and then like do the you know. All right, no one's here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Can't follow the expert because neither of us are experts in it. But right, yeah. <laughs> Bunch of level one chumps. Bunch of rules bullshit. Yeah, as Pete and Rocks ramble on over, so flopping uh, through town. Can you guys <laughs> try to make me some stealth checks? Those like as you're trying to go through town and what uh, you see as you get out in town, right? There are hobgoblins and goblins and bugbears all over the place. As well as your townsfolk, you see bodies down. You also see them running away and fleeing. Um, You see a couple actually heading towards the route, townsfolk heading towards the route because they know that's where Auburn is and she's kept them safe in the past. So she's, you see a couple of them heading there. You see these hobgoblins at this point, they're, they're looking for people to take or kill. So darting between the stalls, attempting to be unseen is is your best bet to avoid um, some issues here. So just need some some of those stealth checks. All right, mine's a 24. 
I hate to use a hero point on this, but I rolled a natural one, and I feel like this is really bad. 21 from Pete on an 18. So I'm going to use my hero point. Uh, 13. Guys, I got a six, and I got a plus two. Mm. Oof. God, I mean, I can hero point this. I'm just going to fail it again. Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. What do you guys think? I don't know if there's any if there's any benefit being given to you for us, you know, the good stealth people going ahead of you and waving you forward, but And I'm hoping it's at least not a crit fail, so I think you're I don't, yeah, I don't think a six would be a crit fail. You should be you should be okay on just a regular fail. Okay. Okay. So you guys are running between shops and you're running between these different stalls. And uh, you're being mostly, mostly stealthy. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have one person who's not quite so stealthy. Those uh, rock legs are rocky. Um, <laughs> and so you guys do make it, though, to Vein Shop without, without an actual confrontation on the street. But you do get to a shop and you see scorch marks all over the outside of the wall. So right here, they're actually a, a couple of colors of scorch marks, and they're kind of this like black and dark blue, kind of glimmering marks that look like burn on one of the walls. And the door is open to the shop as if uh, it was a normal day for customers. So, what do you do? All right, boys, we gotta go get this guy. Let me go in first. I can probably take hits a little better than most of y'all. All right, but before we get in there, did any of you know about what's going on with the differently colored fire? No, I don't have a clue. I know you don't. Okay. (laughs) It's very strange. I was talking to mostly Pete and Heck. I would hope that would be um, Vane's defense, but I'm not sure if they're chemical or magical. Would it be a good role for that? Crafting? Well, goddamn, I guess it's my responsibility once again. <laughs> All right, that's better. That's an 18. This looks like several alchemical uh, reagents that got, like, thrown against the wall in quick succession. They clearly mixed together and made something a uh, couple of different colors. All right, well, he's tossing shit. <laughs> I don't know if he's still in there, but may as well check. All right, let's go. Okay. I'm moving up to the doorway. Haley, let me know if I have to stop. I will. Okay. He's going to take a step inside. Yep. And you see a kind of disastrous image of a lot of potions and things, you know, broken. And a lot of those fineries also broken and on the ground. It's not a, it's not a good look. Uh, you see just like... <laughs> There's colors all over the ground because uh, they've spilled everything. A lot of the dried plants look like they've also been burnt. Mm. These sons of bitches are after us. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's quite a bit of stuff just kind of all over this place. And you do see kind of like almost blood smears at Wayne's desk. And you as well, rocks from your area think that's all you would see without a more formal perception check. All right. He's going to turn back to the guys behind him through the doorway. It's not looking good in there, boys. Looks like maybe a friend, uh, Vane got, got, got by the hobbies. I'm going to take a little bit of a closer step in, take a look around. 
Come on in. Nobody's uh, nobody's threatening, though. All right, I got your back. And then he, he is going to make that perception check. Yeah, I, I can't move in at all. What? You gotta go around that door. Oh, sorry. It's a little awkward. It's a 17 perception. 17 perception. It's pretty good. You do notice the door? Anyone else who's doing perception or is it just... Yeah, I'll toss a perception. Before I finish. Natural one. Oh, okay. Yeah, not so good. 18. Nope. 18. 24. Oh, 24. Uh, That's very good. You see, actually, like, the door doesn't quite look right. So it's shut and looks uh, solidly shut, but it's like scratched up and also has some burn marks. And you hear just enough whimpering from the other room and you hear a call out, help, uh, help, I hear you. And then uh, you hear like a clunk and you don't hear any more help shouting for help. All right, this guy's injured. Heck, can you check the door? See if, uh, if it's locked or something. We might need your assistance. All right. I'll check it. Um, kind of pull on the handle. Uh, yeah, it's locked. All right. Um, let's see if I can finagle it here. I uh, rolled a 17 on the brie. Okay. Oops. Don't tell the council members. I'm really quite good at picking <laughs> locks. With that uh, thievery check... Although you like, as you were trying to open it and look at it, you actually take another look at the door itself and you notice that there's a thin cord that's attached to something over top mm. of the door. Ooh. Ooh. Is it trapped? Do I need to make a check to disable this cord? Yes. <laughs> okay. You actually that think is. the trap is what's holding the door in. No. And if you were to force it, you think that the trap would go off. I see. Now, I don't mean to undermine your intelligence or anything, Rox, but I can actually help our friend Hector here undo this trap, but I think you might want to step back. Oh, yeah, I don't want shit to do with no traps, man. That's all you. Go for it. (laughs) All right. I'm going to try and eat him. Okay. Oh, baby. 15 on the die is an aid. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the rare yeah. 2E okay. aid. At level 1. The rare <laughs> level 1 2E yeah. aid. 22, baby. So that's a plus 1? It's a plus 1 because it's a regular okay. aid. Yeah. All right. Rolled a 12 on the die for a 20 with that aid for disabling device. Awesome. Yeah, you disable this trap and you take a look at it and it looks like if you were to have forced the door open... Uh, you would have actually tripped this cord that would have dropped a what is going to be a bag of sharp stones that are going to would drop on your head directly. So (laughs) you've like disabled that cord and by probably cutting it right and and you also have to disable it so you can open the door. So you've done that and you hear a basically a collapsing pile of rocks on the other side of the door. (laughs) That's probably, oh, shit. probably for the best. We didn't get stoned at this hour. <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. And you're now good to open the door. All right. Appreciate that help, Jack. Let's get it. Let's get in here. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. And uh, you can stop as soon as you come in. Oh. Um, as soon as one of you right. comes in. I was going to let uh, Steve's character uh, go first. Brock. Yeah, I'm, I'm team punching bag. So. Go ahead. Flop with me. Okay. 
And as soon as uh, any of you guys walk in, you see one actual goblin carrying a torch and looking very excited. And then you see another goblin in the back that is carrying a torch in one hand. And in the other hand, he has a iron collar around the now unconscious vain Orold's neck. Hey, I don't think so, little buddy. That guy's a friend of us. You're going down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to go directly back into a combat. Can I use thievery? Yeah. Yeah, any of you guys who went into, like, opened the door can use your uh, skill to go into the door. Um, so if you helped with opening the door or if you actually opened the door, you can use what you previously did. And uh, Oh, like we'll, my thievery check to disable? I can, I yeah. Can use? Okay, cool. Oh, so I can use my 22? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'll use that over that 15. Yeah, because you basically, as soon as you open the door, that's what that's what's going to cause some issues. I'm a 22 then instead of a 15. Thank you. And uh, Rox, what are you? It's an 11 total. All right. Um, and let's see where my little goblin boys are doing. These are uh, some chaotic little dudes. This is going to be a little tricky here. This room that we moved into is pretty narrow. It is. It's incredibly small. In fact, you open this door and you see a very um, narrow. It's actually only 10 feet across Mm -hmm. uh, in total. It's 10 feet across in total. And it's one end has a kind of large table with uh, more vials and potions and things on it. And there is a couple large crates in the back. The actually one of the goblins is standing on top of that crate as he's very small. So he's standing on top of the crate and holding the like leash and collar of his personal slave of Vane from there. So Vane and chains. Who would have thought? Vane is in chains. Yes. Call him Alice. And starting this encounter off immediately, we have Jack to start. Jack with his again this like supernatural swiftness. Moves into the room, draws his pistol as a free action as part of his ten paces, and just points backwards at the one holding the collar, looks over at uh, rocks with, like, one fist bared. You take care of that one, I'll take care of this one. And he fires at the goblin behind him. All right. What do we got? Who, baby? That is a 23 to hit. Let's go. That hits. Oh, min damage, two damage. Oh, no. Oh, boy. (laughs) Not Uh, great there. The story of uh, pistols that don't crit. Then his eyes flare up again, and he looks at this goblin and says, You think to burn me? (laughs) I'll show you fire. And then he's going to roll to intimidate against that will DC. Oh, yeah, 19. That should do it against the goblin. It does. Which causes him to reload, and he fires at the goblin again, who is now frightened. Ooh, there we go. Maybe. 18. 18 will hit. Six damage. All right. Did some decent damage off the top here. Now he's in a position to flank for his buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And next up is the uh, directionless goblin. It's not the leader here. (laughs) (laughs) He just likes fire. And this is the one in between Rox and Jack. Correct. Yep. And uh, he's going to kind of line up and use his torch as a weapon and uh, strike out at 
rocks with the torch. That's a 17. I think that I'm not in mountain stance, so 17 is going to get me exactly. All right. Fortunately. This is going to be a total of four damage of bludgeoning and one fire damage. Okay. Do you have fire resistance or anything? Or no? I do not. Or I have one? that oh. recovery, though. Oh, the recovery. Okay. Yeah. What does that do? So I think we touched on this briefly in the session zero. But when I take fire damage at the beginning of your next turn, or really your, your turn, you regain hit points equal to half your character level, minimum one. So I should get that point back. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Neat. And then uh, the goblin giggles. <laughs> and <laughs> will cast produce flame actually also at rocks yeah and actually i don't get that one back because i can't exceed half the hit points you lost from the fire damage because it's only one <laughs> so <laughs> okay i see and that is going to be uh 18 to hit which That'll we know will. do it oh wait i didn't Did do the math minus five that? so it's actually Ooh. only 13 certainly does not then all right and that is its turn that's all three actions um it's still sitting between you guys and it's Hector's turn. All right. Is there space for me if I get in there? I can't really see. The, it is well. technically 10 feet wide. Um, so we're going to treat one of the... We'll just treat the one without the crates on that side as the other area where you're, like, available, I guess. Okay. I see now. All right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, like, this would be a square. Um, I'm trying to think about how I can position to get some flanking. Um... Uh, you probably have to double move, but you can get behind the one that I'm threatening. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you have to threaten with a melee attack or melee weapon to be? No, I have an I have an open fist, and in, okay. in, in two e that's that means I still threaten. So it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five, and I only have twenty five. Yeah, so I do have to double move. That's fine. Okay. Yoink! And just to get the guaranteed. Sneak attack, I'll move to the south of Jack, and then use my whip. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I need to be thinking about that. Oh, oh baby. Mm. All right. First natural 20 critical. This is the second I'm critical so attack you've well. gotten. Some <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I rolled damage. It didn't do the D6 of sneak attacks. Let me get that in there, too. Sneak attack. Yeah, yeah don't worry yeah. though. Uh, you got it. Maximum oh, okay. damage on the damage. attack. It, it's dead. <laughs> Certainly. It only has right. seven hit points left. Obliterated. You murdered it. Hector <laughs> dances in there uh, and just like the thorn whip catches the goblin's neck as he moves by and it twists and slashes his throat open as the goblin falls to the ground. Yeah, I'm worried you almost took the head off. All right. Oh, it's just piercing damage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your whole turn, right? Yeah. Do- double move and massive critical. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's Rocks Naughty's turn. All right. Rocks Naughty is going to exclaim as his first action The Avalanche War has begun! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> move into Mountain Stance. Then, boy, I-, I love to grab and trip and stuff, but I'm already flanking, so the target's flat-footed. I might as well just capitalize on that fact and start my flurry of blows as my second action here. So, first attack. Let's see. Does a 26 hit? That does hit. Does that crit the flanked opponent, flat-footed? Flanked would be minus two, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the boyfriends are critting. Cold cocks oh, 22 points of damage oh, with that crit. Jesus. Yeah, you murdered him. <laughs> the witch war has begun. Pop down. <laughs> you just keep murdering these guys. <laughs> Little did I know I'd be using my 10 paces to set up flanks. <laughs> set the flank. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Pete, it looks like we've taken care of these enemies once again. Hey, any any time I don't have to use my magics is... Is, is a good time indeed. Yeah, it's a good idea to save those spell slots. We're probably going to need them. You haven't uh, rolled the best. All right, well, you are out of combat here, and Vayne is on the ground. Now, you might be out of combat, but you do still hear, like, scuttling behind this other door. Hmm. Uh, check Vayne's pulse before we open these doors. Make sure he's all right. Yeah, I will just straight up cast Stabilize on him as you guys are checking without. Makes sense. Okay. Let's pull him back, at least to the to the other threshold. Mm-hmm. The open door. Just like back to like the threshold to his shop. Yeah. Okay. He is alive. It looks like he got clocked on the head at the end there. And it looks like he's got some burns on his hands, but he is alive. None of you happen to be an aloe vera leshy, do you? <laughs> I didn't think I so. Have been perfect for this campaign. Dang. <laughs> well, uh, let's yeah, let's move from here. Seems stabilized. Thank you, Pete. And perhaps we should check the store. Unless any of you guys are hurting. I am. I got. Oh right. I got hit immediately. It's not a lot. I'm only down uh, to three quarters of my maximum vitality. We have <laughs> several potions you could drink to restore your vital essence. I think that's the call. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how much time we want to linger here. Yeah, you you still hear some scuttling and noises in the other room. Well, I'll let uh, one of you two uh, fighty boys open one of these doors. I'll stand behind you. I'm totally good as... Oh, so I just drank one of my potions. It's a D8 of healing, and I maxed out that D8. Yeah, nice. good. Full. Awesome. So let me update my sheet, and then I can move to the door. It's like using a, a, a potion in uh, Pokemon when you're, you've got like a level five creature just like heals up to full. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, I did it. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm you hear gonna... screams? Oh, yeah, we, should, we should get moving. It, look, <laughs> are we actually this, two doors? Top door there are two the doors. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. There's two doors. You're hearing noises from behind both of them. You heard a scream behind them. Okay. Just open both at the same time. Yeah. We'll take it all. I think both, yeah. All right. All right. I'll stand in front of this move one. this goblin up. That, that sounds good to me. So Hector takes the top, Rox takes the bottom, and three, two, one, breach. Boom. And you open in and... Hello. <laughs> you open in and you see another one of these goblins with torches. But that's not all you see. You see a, a crowded, like, huddle, basically, of multiple townsfolk. There's actually like four or five people huddled together. He has set the bed in this room on fire and he is standing next to that bed and he is holding out the torch at the huddle of people right here ready to set this woman's skirts ablaze and set this group of people on fire right now. Jesus. And he says, I can just do this right now. You can't be able to stop me in time. <laughs> you won't have a head before you burn that torch. 
And I think we'll pick it up next time. Plants, 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 Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission.